Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Well, LifeKit's here to be your career counselor. All this week, we'll have episodes to help you plan your next career move. We'll give our best tips for asking for a raise, finding a mentor, switching careers, and much more. Listen now to the LifeKit podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Marissa LaRusso. Hey, Robin. It is New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out now on February 26th, starting with Julian Baker's Little Oblivions. Passed out in the back of a cab Could you pull over? I think that I'm trapped Julian Baker, her new record is called Little Oblivions, and the song we're hearing from it is Highlight Reel. Bob Boylan just featured her single called Favor earlier this month. But man, there is so much to love on this record that we just wanted to share a bit more. Seriously, I am a huge fan of Julian Baker, and I love this album. You know, what I really love about her music is the immediacy of it. Like, her first couple albums are really stripped back, just guitar in her voice and sometimes piano. And it just never felt like she was building this whole apparatus around the thing that she's trying to say to you. She could Mm -hmm. communicate really effectively and directly. So then when I heard that this new album had a more full band sound, you know, there's drums and bass and keyboards, I was like a little bit nervous about losing that sense of directness. But Mm. I don't think that happened here at all. I think one of the ways that you hear that full band really activated on this record is the way that these songs, even though they're pretty somber, the way that they really, really build. Mm -hmm. And I want to play a little bit more of Highlight Reel, the song that we just opened with, and go a little bit later in the song just so you can hear that build. It's really a pretty downcast album, you know, there are lots of songs about the ways that we sabotage ourselves and, mm-hmm. you know, and how we sort of ignore the warning signs. I think her music is often really concerned with what it means to be a good person and how hard that can be. And I think she definitely fixates on those questions on this record. And I think in particular, here she writes really compellingly about intoxication and addiction and sobriety. And, you know, she's talked in the press a little bit around this record about having had a relapse in her sobriety a few years ago and subsequently spending some time thinking about her relationship to substances and to sobriety and how that influenced the songs on this album. I personally feel really grateful when artists open up dialogue about those kinds of challenges. And I just think this album is full of really powerful self-interrogation. Yeah, beautifully said. If you want to listen to the whole album together today, 
Join us for a live listening party on our YouTube channel. That's at 2 o'clock Eastern today, Friday the 26th. And we're going to play the whole album, and then we're going to talk with Julian Baker about it. That's at NPR Music's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NPR Music, Julian Baker's Little Oblivions. Another album we're loving that's out today comes from Karima Walker. Her new one is called Waking the Dreaming Body. Another year in debt Can't afford to feel What I should instead This is Karima Walker. Her new record is called Waking the Dreaming Body. This song is called Window One. She's a, an artist from Tucson, a discovery for me this week. You too, Marissa? Yeah, a discovery for me as well. I was intrigued to learn that she's a multidisciplinary artist and she collaborates with dancers a lot. And she works yeah. as a sound designer and also as a singer-songwriter, which I think you can absolutely hear on Waking the Dreaming Body. Yeah, I mean, I don't. you wouldn't call her a traditional, and I'm putting traditional in air quotes, like singer songwriter. Right. There's so many different uh, disciplines that come together here. I think sound designer is a really good way to describe what she does because, like, you take the song that we just played, Window One, it is nearly nine minutes long. And the whole second half sounds like this. Which is either, like, at times I thought, well, this is the sound of something running backwards and slowed down. And mm. I thought, no, it's maybe, is this the sound of someone sleeping and it's just their breathing in and out? It is very hypnotic. I think, too, you mentioned that she's from Tucson. And I think she really tried to capture that kind of southwestern American landscape in mm. the lyrics. Like, you hear her sing about the desert and mountains and the moon, but also I think just like the ambient compositions kind of capture that sense of expansiveness too. Well, if Julian Baker's record was, you know, very inward looking, I think this Karima Walker record is is outward looking in a really interesting way. It's not like, you know, she doesn't examine politics or whatever's happening in the world. Uh, but I read that she just, especially after this past year, just wanted to get out of her head and that she was trying to find a way to bring the outside world into herself to sort of take it in and consider the way she's reflected in it, if that makes sense. I thought that was a really interesting way of looking outward instead of inward, but you're kind of doing both. Right. Yeah. I think especially in this time of isolation, that idea of bringing the outside world into us, that totally resonates. Karima Walker is the artist. Her really beautiful new record is called Waking the Dreaming Body. Thanks so much, Marissa. Thank you.
Up next in our picks for the best albums out on February 26th, the singer-songwriter Chris Pierce. His new record is called American Silence. You can write me a letter Call on the phone Listen to the trouble I've dealt with alone I can lead you on the path There's not my job to do If you really want to change The answer's up to you Ain't no drill, it's time Sound all the bells Shame it, face it Damn it to hell One time a cross was burned In our own front yard I was only five years old But it sure left a scar the time that bullets flew past my back into the night or that violent arrest without putting up a fight ain't no drill it's time sound all the bells shame it face it damn it to hell This is Chris Pierce, the singer Chris Pierce. His new album is called American Silence, and this incredible song is called Sound All the Bells. And WXPN's John Morrison here to talk about this one. Hey, John. Hey, Robin. Chris Pierce is a singer-songwriter from Los Angeles, and this whole record is, is really just him and his guitar. He adds a little harmonica here and there. And honestly, I, I have to say, I haven't been so deeply, deeply moved by just a, a person in their guitar like this mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, this record is gorgeous. Uh, like you said, it's him, guitar. He does a lot of really interesting, like overdub stuff where it's, you know, it's his voice, but it sounds like a whole choir is singing out. Yeah. And stylistically, the music is very much in the vein of like classic 60s protest music. Like you get shades of uh, Bob Dylan. I heard a lot of Richie Haven's influence in the music here. And the, the playing. And the singing and songwriting is so rich and strong throughout. And he's really tapping into that kind of protest feel, like this universal feeling of weariness, but also like righteous outrage. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of exasperation in these songs, mm-hmm. you know, mostly over the fact that none of the stuff he's singing about is is new. Really, and that you know, despite all of the work that's been done over the last, say, fifty years, they he feels like we haven't really gotten very far. Yeah, it's interesting just how much these songs deal with history and things that have happened in the past. You have the song "Residential Schools," which tells the story of indigenous youth who were taken from their homes and forcibly re-educated by whites, and you know, you have all this talk about racism and slavery and white supremacy and all these things that are very much part of the fabric of America's past, but still things that, you know, are very much present in our society still. So he is grappling with a lot of America's ugly history and legacy and reminding us, obviously, like this stuff is still very much something that we're dealing with. 
I do love the note that he ends the record on, a song called Young, Black, and Beautiful, where he says, basically, if you fall down, get up, keep moving, and hold your head high. He addresses kings and queens. He says, hold your head high, king and queens, and never forget you're young, black, and beautiful. Yeah, and he even says it on the record. He says, we sing for humanity. Yeah. You know, and he talks about people being moved by the music and will that emotional feeling that you get in his music in particular and black music in a broader sense, will that push you to action? Will that push people to change their minds and their hearts? It's, it's really a very grand theme that he's wrestling with, but doing it in a really intimate and direct way. Chris Pierce is the artist. His really powerful new record is called American Silence. Thanks so much, John. Thank you, Robin. All right, we've got one more album that we want to play before we take a quick break. It comes from the jazz legend Don Cherry. It's called Cherry Jam. This is Don Cherry. His new record is called Cherry Jam, and this opening cut from it is The Ambassador from Greenland. And Nate Chinin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America, back to talk about this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. Don Cherry, of course, a legendary trumpeter. He died back in 1995. This is a really short album. It's just four tracks, about 25 minutes, but Nate, it captures a, a really interesting period in his career. Really interesting. You know, when most people think about Don Cherry in 1965, they think about the fact that he made his recording debut for Blue Note Records as a leader, this great album called Complete Communion, which is, you know, a really important document in the avant-garde of the 60s. Don Cherry, of course, had come to prominence as the frontline partner of Ornette Coleman, you know, throughout the first half of the 60s. So you might expect that this recording made in Copenhagen would be a kind of lost free jazz statement, but it's actually something quite different. You know, stylistically, sonically, it really places him in a different light. Yeah, and I don't know, this is my favorite sound. It is just so chill Mm -hmm. and smart and just cool. Yeah, you know, it really establishes his connection to the kind of progressive post-bop tradition, you know, the ideal that was being, you know, exemplified by people like Donald Byrd, even Freddie Hubbard. And he's playing here with Danish musicians. So he had formed this relationship with a pianist named Otli Bjorn, and they got together with uh, several other players. Mogens Bolerup is on tenor saxophone. 
Benny Nielsen on bass and Simon Koppel on drums. And I hope I'm pronouncing those correctly. So it's a Danish band and they're all playing, you know, their best emulation of kind of mainstream, progressive New York jazz sound. I didn't realize until digging into this project that Copenhagen was such an important spot for jazz artists, and, and including American jazz artists. Yeah, you know, it was one of those places in, in the 60s, you know, 50s and 60s. There's a, a subset of African-American jazz musicians who found refuge in Europe and they and they especially were welcomed in Denmark and, you know, a couple of other places. You know, at this time, there was a perception that white Europeans couldn't really hang the way that, you know, the originators could. And, you know, I think there was some truth in that. But what you hear in, on this recording is a band that is really rising to the occasion. And you get the sense that Don Cherry feels very comfortable and free to express himself in this context. Don Cherry is the artist. His new record is Cherry Jam. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure. Thanks, Robin. We still have a handful of other albums out today that we want to play for you. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Lowercase. Definitely unlike anything you've ever heard before, Lowercase music is created from remixing ambient sounds like crumpling paper and smashing light bulbs. Give it one listen and you'll never look at paper the same way ever again. Now that you've discovered Lowercase, take a minute to discover State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support also comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Brewer Terrence Sullivan shares how brewing beer is often a science, but to achieve the right flavor profile, it can also be an art. The science is the process of making the actual beer, and and the art form comes from the brewer of literally weaving in different hops. They're just adding some nice little zest to it. To learn more, go to SierraNevada.com. Must be 21 years or older. Please drink responsibly. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out on February 26th. We start the second half of the show off with Jimmy Edgar. His new one is called Cheetah Bend. When you can see the finish
is Jimmy Edgar. His new one is called Cheetah Bend. The song is called Cheetah. And contributor Christina Lee here to talk about this one and one more we're loving this week. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. So when this album starts off, it well, really just about when every song starts off on this record, it sounds like they're going to be pretty, pretty much straight up R&B or pop. And then, man, he just yanks the rug out from under you. That seems to be his trademark. Uh, Jimmy is really interesting because he's always combined a really diverse range of influences. I think his Warp Records debut back in 2006, the album Color Strip, had combined like techno with IDM or intelligent dance music. And so that seems to be how he mostly operates as a producer. But what's interesting about this particular album, Cheetah Bend, it's like a status update in a sense. I reintroduces Jimmy among this class of producers who have introduced these newfangled electronic textures to hip hop uh, with features like Sophie, Hudson Mohawk, along with Danny Brown and, uh, and Matt Ox. Well, Jimmy Edgar calls this hybridization, which I thought was a great name for it because, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about genre hopping and just the obliteration of genres to the point where I mean, at some point, they're just going to be a, a, an almost comical relic of, of the past. But I, I like the word hybridization because it, it, it almost makes it feel like Frankenstein's monster, where he's splicing all these different limbs of music together to come up with an entirely different beast. And that's kind of half the fun with listening to this particular album. Like you pick up on the touches of G-Funk on Have a Great Now, and other times you get totally bowled over by the R&B collaborators on this album. So I think the thing with with this album is that there is a lot of clatter going on, especially with all the liquid metal synths that you're hearing, but it's not cluttered, which is quite a feat. Right. And then he also sets the music against these really crystalline voices, just gorgeous voices and the clarity and the beauty of those voices against this more warped background is just so good. And that kind of harkens back to, like I said, like the fact that he came up in Detroit, was listening to techno music that was inherently soulful, but wasn't afraid to be adventurous. Jimmy Edgar is the artist. His new record is called Cheetah Bend. And let's do one more before I let you go. Christina, it's from Sam Dew. It's called Moonlit Fools. You gave me one shot. I'm breathing deep. Even put the target right in front of me. Gave me that bomb stock. Cheater, taking back shots 45 degrees until the state of shot. Now I can't say I'm serving out your body for the lights here. I fold it on top, anesthesia. I hold you like your mind, but you'll never be. Yeah. That's right. Good night, good night, good night. Run it back, run it back. Good night, rapture, rapture. Run it back, run it back It was a long shot There were prophecies I'm tearing out the pages that I'll never read It was a short stop You're on your own You will never hear I didn't wanna know You probably didn't stop This is the singer Sam Dew. His new record is called Moonlit Fools. This cut we're hearing from it is called Rap Shit. He's an artist who's, I mean, my gosh, he's co-written songs for Rihanna and Taylor Swift and Mary J. Blige. But this is his own solo debut. What's interesting about Sam is that 
most of the songs that he's written for the likes of Taylor Swift um, have been like this really cavernous, moody R&B songs. More specifically, he co-wrote the song I Don't Want to Live Forever off of the Fifty Shades Darker soundtrack with Zayn. Yeah. Uh, but this album also finds him in a place where he seems ready to emerge back into the spotlight. You talk about some of the moodiness that he's had in his music. I thought this was another record with just this really wonderful world of sound. You know, the sonics across it are really incredible. Right. And I think he establishes that pretty much from the get-go. So the opening track, Now That We Found Love, you might recognize that as a song that Gamble and Huff wrote back in the 70s. Yeah. You might even recognize it from 1991 when Heavy D and the boys made it a new Jack Swing track. But yeah. the way that Sand tackles it, it's so interesting because then the hook is like, now that we found love, what are we going to do? It sounds more desperate than it's ever been. You know, he's pulling it as he's pulling in from all these different genre signifiers, especially with R&B. You expect that music to be swooning. You expect to kind of get swept up into love. But he's really sort of caught into the mystery of all that and all the unknown. And sometimes we forget how uh, troubling it could feel to fumble through the dark. Uh, but this album is a really good, interesting reminder of that. Sam Dew is the artist. His new one is called Moonlit Fools. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. All right, next on our list of the best albums out today is a, a really incredible new record from the artist Adrian Young. It's called The American Negro. This is Adrian Young, the artist Adrian Young. His new record is called The American Negro, and this cut from it is called James Mincy Jr. In Radio Milwaukee's Tariq Moody back to try to unpack this one with us. Hey, Tariq. Hey, Robin. This is a multimedia project. There's uh, the album, of course. There's also a podcast called Invisible Blackness with Adrian Young and a short film, and it all warrants, man, a lot of deep study and consideration. Yeah, it's um, Adrian Young... He's been on this kind of journey in his career, but he went all in on this project, and I think it's a, a very impactful project and definitely need it. I, I see it like, remember last year, Saltz put out two albums, right. uh, Untitled Black Is and Untitled Rise. 
that was kind of looking at blackness on a global scale. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Young took that and like narrowed on to the black experience in America. And he's using music as a medium to tell history during Black History Month. Like sonically, it's amazing. Like his style of music with the midnight hour carries on through this, this psychedelic soul. Yeah. Motown meets this 70s vibe, just really rich instrumentation. Like he's a very analog man. So he, he performs all the instruments with the exception with his orchestra, which is also fascinating. Yeah. But to go this deep and to have this kind of conversation on a project like this, even call it the American Negro with the artwork of the album cover being what it is, which is a picture of of, of, of a lynching, which is still like, I still get emotional when I see images oh, it's like horrifying. that. horrifying. I mean, it's, it is beyond messed up. It is so horrifying. And yeah, you, you go into the record knowing that's the cover, seeing that cover, and then you put the record on and he uses really stark and pointed language, you know? Mm-hmm about white imperialism and the ways people of color have been brutalized over the over the decades. And we use different people in history to tell the story. Most of these people that most people, mainstream media does not know about the story. It's not taught in schools. Like it was never taught me in high school. Right. And the track you play, James Mincy Jr., which is like before Eric Garner, before, before I Can't Breathe, there was James Mincy Jr. almost two decades before in LA died from a chokehold in front of a in front of her mom in front of his mom in the mother's driveway so it's it's a musical project but it's a history project yeah you mentioned how none of this was really taught in school when you were coming up and it felt like being taken to school with this record you know it it, it sounded the spoken word parts sounded almost academic at times, yes, they did. you know, and there's even on some of them, there's even a little beep just before he speaks, like, dude, that mm. reminded me of the film strips I used to see in school mm. when I was a kid. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it is not always an easy listen, but it is a, a very potent and powerful and important listen. And we could spend a lot of hours talking about it and digging yeah, into definitely. it. But suffice to say, it is worth many repeat listens. The record, The American Negro from Adrian Young. Thank you so much, Tariq. Thank you, Robin. We have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first there are a few other notable releases out today that I want to mention. Starting with Blank Mass, the British electronic artist known as Blank Mass has a new one out today called Inferno. Uh, It's two very long tracks that are a real journey. Inferno from Blank Mass. Glitterer, the artist known as Glitterer. This is the musical project of Ned Russon. He has a new one out today called Life is Not a Lesson. Most people might know him for fronting the band Title Fight. This is his second full-length record as Glitterer, Life is Not a Lesson. And finally, Nick Hakim has a completely remixed version of the full album he originally released in May of last year called Will This Make Me Good? This remixed version of the record features Pink Sifu, Bad Bad Not Good, Big Thief drummer James Krivchenya, and a whole lot more. Again, a remixed version of the album Will This Make Me Good from Nick Hakim. All that music out now on February 26th, along with this last one that we want to play from a winged victory for the Solon. It's called Invisible Cities.
This is a winged victory for the soul and their new record is Invisible Cities. And we're hearing just a little bit of the song, The Merchant of Seven Nations. And NPR Music's Tom Heisinger back to talk about this one. Hey, Tom. Hey, Robin. Nice to be back. Thank you. Well, of all the albums I needed this week, <laughs> this one's maybe <laughs> at the top of the list. It is just so calming and beautiful. But to start, why don't you just remind us who a wing victory for the Solon is? Right. Yeah. If you don't know him, it's really just two guys, Adam Wiltsey, who you might know from Stars of the Lid, his band, but he's collaborated with a lot of other people, including, oh goodness, Sparkle Horse and Flaming Lips yeah. and Hauschka. And then the other half is the uh, another composer, pianist Dustin O'Halloran. And separately, both of these guys have scored a lot of theater and film, like from the Whitney Houston documentary to Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette and uh, Dustin won an Emmy for the writing the theme music for the television program Transparent. The guys met in Italy by chance in 2007. They released their first album in 2011, and they've since kind of acquired this cult following over the course of five albums now. And and the music is, you know, it's quiet and intimate, and yet they've played huge venues like the BBC Proms Festival at the Royal Albert Hall in London. So um, Lighters you know, up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you mentioned the film scores that they've done. What is Invisible Cities from? Well, it is another score. It's, uh, it was created for a multimedia theater work based on the Italo Calvino novel of the same name, Invisible Cities. And that's a novel that traces the travels of 13th century explorer Marco Polo, who in the novel describes numerous fictional, fantastical cities and describes them in such a way that it pulls in bigger, broader philosophical themes of the human condition. And and the novel itself has this bizarre, intricate architecture all of its own. So it's a fantastic thing to to base music on, and I'd love to actually see the the live performance. Yeah. Um, the music here, kind of a dystopian feel, an otherworldly mm-hmm. feel, also, you know, wistful as usual for these guys. So the song I think we should hear a little bit of, Robin, is called The Celestial City, and it starts with a chorus uh, singing in a very high register, and it reminds me, oddly enough, of this really cool piece called Spem and Allium from the 16th century written by Thomas Tallis, which starts wow. way up in the stratosphere there. And so these ethereal voices dovetail into keening 1980s-sounding you know, Vangelis-like synths, right. and then the pulse emerges, and the music begins to swell. And then the cool thing is that you get the feeling that gradually coming into your view is some luminous, fantastic city in the sky. mentioned the voices i love how they're almost just hinted at you know they are so subtle oh exactly and you know i had to listen to it a couple of times i thought maybe they were synths but yeah. um you yeah, know there's too. a chorus credited on the on the album and 
This music from A Wing Victory for the Sullen Invisible Cities, the new record, it's, it's evocatively, not only cinematically, there are these static-infused turbulence here and there throughout yeah. the songs, and then there's serene piano and these synth landscapes. But, you know, because it's instrumental music, I think, without the, the distraction of words, it has the power to bring us inside ourselves, really. Oh, and to, yeah. in this case, perhaps trigger some contemplation about the state of our own cities today. Or maybe, you know, during pandemic times, you know, the architecture of our own minds. I mean, I, I've been listening to so much music in this vein over the last year, kind yeah. of ambient music that, for me, just facilitates you know, processing thoughts and feelings, you know. A wing victory for the soul in Invisible Cities is the record. Thanks so much, Tom. Thanks for having me, Robin. If you'd like to go back and hear full versions of all the songs we featured on this week's New Music Friday, you can see and hear the full list, uh, along with a bunch of other singles that came out this week, on our website. Go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can also listen in Apple Music or Spotify. Just open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist. And as always, keep up with the latest from NPR Music with our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for it at npr.org slash music newsletter. That's all one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Stay strong, everybody. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Music.